Are you sick, Marty? I am sick. Are we starting? I'm waiting on you. Apple. Waiting on me? <laughs> Are you the star? <laughs> Are you picking your nose? Waiting on you, This is how you get a cold. No, it's itchy, but my fingernails are nail polish is wet right now. Oh, okay. All right, that's what's happening. Welcome back. Plans are optional. I'm Andrew, joined by everyone, Hannah, Tom, Neil, and Marty. And Tom is going to tell you what this podcast is about, because it's his turn. This is his idea. It's about a book club. Every week. It's about a book club, or it is a book club? It's about a book club. It's Actually, about it's about a book club because mostly we talk about the members in the book club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess normally. And this um, podcast is—you well, could say it's a book club, but it's a pretty weak book club. We do about one a year, and that's uh, too much. That's and and nine months consistent. of it is planning it. <laughs> It's consistent. Uh, I actually looked up how how to like do a book club because we've done book clubs in the past and they're never great. So I looked it up and everything was like nothing actually told you what to talk about. I'm not good with coming up with discussion questions. So I don't know how to structure this in any sense. You're talking about the podcast itself? No, well, I guess yeah, no, for the, for the book, the book, the. the I just the, well, found. I, get, well, uh, I just the, found some episode, you're book saying. questions for this book. It took two seconds. I well, figured, on, I there's, figured there's, Hannah was gonna just talk about it the entire time and shit on it. My book actually has discussion questions in it, like five, but they're awful. Uh, but what book is this? What Tom? Tell us what this book is are we Shadow discussing? and Bone by some author. I have no idea who. Lay Bardugo. <laughs> okay. Who I thought I was going to like because her Wikipedia profile pic, she is wearing black lipstick, which I'm into, but I hated this book. Well, look, we c- calm down. Uh, why did you pick this book, Tom, for us this, all to read? I picked this book because I was on the spot <laughs> on a previous episode, and I decided that's going to be the book. And, and uh, yeah, I, had, I was talking to a friend of mine who recently read, I think she was reading the book, and she just dropped it as we were like talking conversation the weekend prior and then uh yeah i got asked the question on the podcast and i had to come up with an answer and that's what came to mind that's Did really you it no that the author of the book was in the wolf's head secret society at yale university which is one of the big three along with skull and bones and scroll and key creepy bitch well, the book kind of has that. a little bit of that to it, I suppose. Yeah. It's... No, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, good. Good. So, who all read the book? That's the question the we should always ask when it comes Pillsbury to The president of the Pillsbury Company clubs. was in the wolf's head. I, I was. Well, I did, we- of course. Can we define red first? I try. I tried to read the book. <laughs> I got through the preface, I guess, three times, and then the I finally it's like three pages. It, yeah, well, I got through it three times. <laughs> I it never it never stuck with me. I never st- thought like oh, this is interesting so far. So it's only I, ne- three I never pages, continued to read it, which is hard for something to like. It really to it's stick only with three, you three pages. Pa- well, see I'm on my on up. my Kindle, it's like ten twenty. 
I'm making that up, but it was very short okay. blurb. It doesn't. It, it was. It wasn't long, but every it time I read it, definitely it fell didn't asleep. draw me in. Wait, what's in the preface, though? It had nothing it was, to do with the book where the book I think, started. What, what, it, it gave you I the thought, backstory on the two the, kids. Yeah, yeah. The preface. It they was were called orphans. It was called the. Yeah, they were beginning. orphans. You guys missed that. They were definitely orphans. orphans. I think it was called the beginning. Orphans. It's called before. Before. That's right. I was going to say. Beginning. I want to hear what. I want to hear Tom's version of the preface because he read it three times, so he's the one who's going to be best able to tell us what happened. I read but it he, three times because I didn't comprehend it. You did say you didn't remember any part of it. Yeah, I wasn't so, remembering This is a book for young adults, <laughs> mainly like yeah, teenage I need girls. Like, I need like a preschool book, obviously. Well, I, I'm not good for reading books. Tell next time, next time we'll read The Very Hungry Caterpillar. But here's, here's what I got out of the, the preface, the beginning, whatever. There was two kids in an orphanage, I think, and there was this housekeeper named Anakuya, I think. Never comes and back. You don't remember her name. <laughs> she comes back a lot. They, like they, one time. She references Anakuya and the life lessons that Anakuya taught her throughout the whole thing. Okay. I anyway. Think, I, I think I'm going to um, be fighting with Tom through this whole book. <laughs> I mean, I, that, this is about the only part of the book I remember. Other than that, it's you like... You just a, listened to it. I just listened to it today, literally. I'm on Wikipedia <laughs> right hour, now. Nine hour recording of an audiobook I finished in a day to get on here and do it. I'm on Wikipedia for the summary because I forgot the fuck our like, so, name. <laughs> so anyway, there's two kids, Orphan. Uh, the one guy, I think is Mal. And the main character, what the protagonist is... Uh, Alina. 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 I had to look Alina, it up. Yeah, yeah which Alina. I didn't find out till six hours into this into the book. Um, <laughs> what? what her name was? Cause the, because the whole she's book is so is first person. Boring. Yeah, she's a Mary she's Sue. So Worst character. And so she um she says that everything that they make at the orphanage in terms of food that they eat it tastes like mud. And Mal's like, "What's wrong with you? It's food. Like eat it." And I don't know something. I think that's when we find out about like the witchcraft or whatever is. I do like this. that the thing you remember the most is it's the mud. food. It's the food. The yeah. mud food. <laughs> I mean, this is a podcast about food. That is true. <laughs> Next so, time on the book club, uh, a recipe book, Better Homes and Garden, like a cookbook. I actually yes. would have. I would have been more interested in that probably. All right, it's my so, own fault. So, who can give us like a? A high we level need a synopsis. Backstory, yeah, synopsis of I this can do it if you let thing. me finish my clear coat. Okay. I have a feeling Hannah's going to talk through this whole episode. That's actually true <laughs> as might. well. So. All I can say I'll, is Alina was a first is the protagonist, and the book is told in first person. Yeah, it's okay. Told. Uh, right. While while she finishes her clear coat, <laughs> Neil, what do you mean define red? How far through the book did you get? I listened to the book, so I didn't read it. Um, that's what I was getting at. Um, I got through about two-thirds of the book. Um, okay. I, I thought I was going to make it by Sunday, but my weekend got kind of crazy, and I wasn't able to listen as much. And then today... No, was, that's fair. You uh, only had like a month and a half to read yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. Exactly. Kind of so you can't expect you know, too much. <laughs> Um, but that said, I do. I did watch the show. Um, yeah, oh, and having s- having listened to two thirds of the book and having also seen the show, I mean, at first I thought they were different, but they're really not that much different. I mean, obviously, 
they're a little different, but not much. Um, so I know what happens, and I also know enough about the book to know that, um, you know, the characters and what was going on, and yeah, blah blah blah. So it's also I, the first of a trilogy, so like finishing the book doesn't finish the story anyway. Right. Are, the there, same are there only the show, three yeah. books? I thought I read something that there were six. I think so she there's has- three books, and there's a couple duologies within the universe. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure she has a different series that people might it's, like a, li- a little bit better. Uh, oh, it's the Six of Crows series, I think, is the one that might be better written than this one. But I mean, I, I would assume that lots of people did enjoy this book because it was it was syndicated for for Netflix. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it might just be Hannah. I actually enjoyed the show. A lot. Phil. I really like the show on, on Netflix, which made me excited to read the book when you had mentioned it. Um, I was excited but, to read the book, too, because I saw yeah. it pop up places. Right. Yeah. No, um, yeah, so it's the Six of Crows duology. It's a series of two books, Six of Crows and oh. Crooked Kingdom. So. Oh, they all go together but, somehow. No, I think they're in the same universe. Oh, they're uh, in the, the same universe. And then they sh- she has another one, oh, okay. two other like standalone books, uh, Language of Thorns and King of Scars. She sounds fucking cool, and I want to hang out with her because <laughs> I feel like uh, we could get along wearing a bunch of black lipstick and writing fan fiction together. But I did not like this book. <laughs> but I, <laughs> right, the uh, Language of Thorns is such a angsty thing to call something, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go on with that synopsis? Marty's not here, but that's fine. He's probably blowing his nose. He's sick right now. So, poor guy. Poor guy. Just checking his Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely when you're sick is the time to meet someone. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, well. So what's this book about, Hannah? What happens? What's this book in, about? Yeah. Well, we did talk about the preface where the food tastes like mud. It opened on two young, they're probably like eight or nine or something. Yeah. Um, And they're set in what is called the Grisha. How do you pronounce that word in your head? Because I say Grisha, but it sounds th- stupid. I'm pretty sure the audio book says Grisha. The audio book oh, okay. says it exactly like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just not a very nice sounding word to me when I say it out no. loud, but Grisha. <laughs> you you uh, nailed it. Grisha. Grisha. It's Grisha. Mm-hmm. It's Grisha. like Geisha, but with an R in it. <laughs> um, also, this genre is what is known as sar, sar punk, like what? like the sar of Russia <laughs> slash punk. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was reading something online about... She's not good with um, I guess her Russian. How this is, oh, I was going to say this this book is, or the, the the story supposedly takes place in Russia, or like has Russian. It has a lot of Russian um, influence. Or influence, influence. Yeah. And I guess because of the fact that it's, I've read a lot where the Russian influence is very poorly done, but it's consistently done. Um. Anyway, the Grisha verse is a place where there are normal, regular human beings, and then there are um, other types of human beings that are also magical, and the magical beings are called Grisha. 
still don't like that word. And there's like a variety of different magical like um, attributes you could have. You could have the healing one. You could have the heart rending one. You could where you can kill someone immediately. There's like controlling the elements. So like your basic magical kingdom, but it just seems like most people are only good at one thing in it. Which is why One discipline. I, I don't know why they all go to school together. Mm-hmm. Well, that's besides that's the like point. Harry Potter. It's yeah. I don't know. Harry Potter, I felt like had a lot more general ed courses. Um. <laughs> anywho, so the preface of the book is with Mal and Alina. I forgot her name again. We're about eight or nine years old, every kid in the kingdom of Ravka, which is this fantasy land, gets tested around eight or nine to see if they have any sort of magical power. If they do have a magical power, they get taken away to the schools where they'll be trained up and honestly have a better life because your other option is basically peasant, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the kingdom of Ravka, I guess you could imagine it as... Um, it might even be Russia. So basically, the kingdom of Rush- Ravka is cut off from the ocean by what they call the Unsea or the Shadow Fold. So it's just this area that's completely dark and it's full of these monsters that are called Vol- Volcra. And being cut off from the um, ocean really fucks with your trade. So that's not a huge thing. So the Ravkins need to go through this Unsea every once in a while. And you need the help of the Grisha to do it, but a lot of people die every time they do it. So the first chapter opens up with Mal and Alina. 16? 18? I don't really know. They're they're conscripted into the army. I'm assuming they're adults at this point. They act like I th- children. I think I saw well, yeah, something that they were written 17. for young adults. <laughs> that yeah, is they, one- they're like I think that's about right, sixteen-ish. Yeah. Um so we skipped everything because when they came and got, were tested whether they had signs of witchcraft, neither one of them showed it. So they grew up, stayed in the orphanage, grew up, got conscripted in the army. Uh, and then, um, so they're in the army and it's one of the times where they have to pass the shadow fold. They're, the army seems to be mostly there as bait, but they also have Grishas that are there to... Kind of control the elements, try to fight against the Volcra, whatever. Well, it's, it's their first time going through the Shadow It fog. is their first time going through. Yeah. And and they send ships through constantly, like kind of pushing them across the sand. Um, and the, Oh, yeah, because it's it, not a sea. It's like a desert. Yeah. It's like a desert covered in black cloud, basically, right? Like or impenetrable black, blackness. Black fog. But once you get into it, um, like they're constantly pushing things through. Like there's constant trade routes. It's just that... Now and then, ships inside get taken up and people get killed by these Valkyrie things. That might be true then, because yeah. it was about a month and a half since I read it. Yeah. I thought when it was they, rarer, but... Because it's no, this when, whole thing. They have this whole, like, huge company just to go and take these ships across. So it yeah, seemed it's like... Yeah, it's a huge convoy, and there's, they send a ship in, and then another one, and then another... Like, it's mm. like a train of ships, because I remember the narrative was like, you could see the ships ahead until it got slightly thicker, and then that ship ahead oh, of yeah. you would kind of just, it kind of reminded me, it's kind of like um, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I can <laughs> just, see that, actually. Yeah. yeah. This is Harry Potter meets yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> right. Um, less of the charm, either. 
Right. And it's dangerous. And they send the army to push as well because people have to push that thing. Do they have to push or are the boats self-propelled? I'm not sure. I I thought it felt like they were pushing, but maybe they were. Maybe they were propelled. They definitely put the Grisha and magical people on so that they can deter the Valkyrie if they come, right, by using like fire magic or light magic or fire magic mostly and and, and then if they I have recall the army. correctly, these um, transport ships have sails. So they could also use wind and whatever to try to keep them going. Maybe the Grisha right. drive them with yeah, the wind. Yeah, that's right. The but Grisha drive them with the wind. You have in the book. What is this, Wind Waker? Kind of. Without the sea. Without the sea <laughs> part. Yeah. Yeah, no. If you can control the elements, you can inflate the sails and use them. Question. Can I only... Yes. I don't know if anyone knows this. It seems like if you have the ability to control an element, you only get one. Yeah, that that was part of the narrative. They said they said that people that have yep. magical it's ability, they're no, they're not actually any different from normal people, except that they they came up with that Russian concept of um, metaphysically of that which is there's that that's this and that that's that, and the idea being that. There's that. That's the same as everything. Everything is one, and then there's the idea of something being obviously distinct. And it's the magical people have the ability to determine what's distinct. So it's the thisness of something, i.e., the thisness of the air, the thisness of the fire, and they're able to manipulate matter. So they don't actually create fire. They they just take combustible. They they make combustible elements in the physical area around them interact and create fire but they still i think the the narrative said they still need a flint to make it work right because they're not it's not just yeah it's not just like magic like marvel where you just throw a fucking laser at your eyes or something it's like somewhat grounded in reality but but yeah i guess that's the that's kind of the which the is magical... always a question to ask to when you're reading a fantasy novel about magic do you want the magical sister to explain because i know she tried i don't know if that she, helped or hindered the story because like harry potter doesn't really explain the magic but we just move on from that right right i guess it depends well, i mean she chose with to. harry potter they don't explain it but it's it's within a context that most people are familiar with a wizard with a wand or a witch with a wand right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so people are more familiar with that than than this so it needed less explanation Okay. I don't know the whole differentiation between muggles and and non-muggles. Marty, you just got back. Well, the muggle thing is like kind <laughs> take, of the take same. Take a breath and listen. Yeah, hi, Marty. The muggle thing's similar because in this world they have the people that don't have any of this magical capability, and then people that do, which is kind of like the muggle non-muggle. But I think that um, the explaining okay. the magical system in this case, I think the author probably deliberately did that because obviously um similar to harry potter right he was it wasn't known that he was had magical abilities and it was hidden from him in in his youth and then he discovered it later and here our main protagonist clearly has something but doesn't know it for a long time and doesn't have any control over it um but but she is therefore identifies as a muggle if you like as an orphan in this book um and she doesn't identify with the Grisha and with the all of the privileges that come with that and so on and so forth. Yeah, because the Grisha is like another 
rung in the class system, like up at the top right. too, it seems like. Yeah. Whereas in Harry Potter, it's more of a range socioeconomically, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but here she's definitely from the poor side. Like she, when she, when her ability is discovered and she ends up, you know, um, so what's the word I'm looking for? Um, hobnobbing with all of the, the Grishas and she's considered she important. the wrongs. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, oh, there's sugar and like nice food and, you know, she gets us a taste of all that, um, all those nice things because she's literally grown up her whole life as, you know, identifies with, with being an, an orphan. And, and she and was poor. She was a normal, poor person. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, not just identified. She was poor. She probably never really had sugar like once a year or something, but. Right. Um, anywho, so obviously. Yeah, come on, she, Anna, get on with the story. Obviously, here. Alina has powers. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Um, but she doesn't know it at the time. And then they go to start crossing the well, shadow fold. What? She was she was tested for it, right? She was, but she, as you learn later on, she had been tamping it down so much that they didn't register it. And that's why she stayed with Mel, that orphanage, and grew up with him there. She did um, not volunteer as tribute. No, but now I just thought a little bit, this is like getting a little sibling-y. Um, so anyway, they're crossing the shadow fold. Mal's in a different part of the army, but they're kind of close together. It's very dark. It's very scary. The Volcra come down, which are basically like these really hideous. I imagine them a little bit like hairless cats with wings. <laughs> But um, someone that's fair. I, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, that was what was my face, and but with big old claws. So they come down, they'll grab you, they can rip a person apart or whatever. So the ship that they're on starts getting attacked by the Volcra. They're trying to fight back. They obviously don't have enough power. The fight is not going very well. Like, and at the very last second, when Mal, her boyfriend when Mal is basically about to be killed by a Volcra she like pretty much throws her body over him and like a big burst of light shoots out of her and that's her power but she like blacks out so she doesn't even know that she did that I guess for like a <laughs> I don't know Um. so anyway the burst of light, obviously light's great because this thing is covered in darkness. So with the burst of light, they're able to go back to where they started from, regroup and whatnot. And then, what's her name? God damn it, Alina. Why is her name so difficult? Uh, well, because it's spelled so Alina. <laughs> no, it's Marty, not. Marty, you can't say chasm. Um, A-L-I-N-A is how it's spelled. Alina or Alina. Well, it's because the I could be pronounced different ways. Um, anyway, this is a extraordinary Grisha tar- talent because they not like a fortune, but they've basically been waiting for the Grisha that can summon light like this. She's the sun summoner, and once they find her, they'll be able to destroy the shadow field and live somewhat oh. like normal people again. <laughs> yes. And so... Yeah. Alina gets, like, gathered up, taken to the top Grisha, which is, of course, sexy emo dark guy, literally called the Darkling, which I have 
also I like sexy emo dark guy better. Sexy though. emo dark guy is true because in the show, the the best thing about the show, my wife just loved this. He's the best love. thing about the book. Yeah, yeah, she's like he's hot. She's like let's watch the show because he's so hot and that's all she wanted to watch. Just that guy. Of course, um, the ladies are like yeah. that's the best part. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm trash and I like trash, and obviously he's not a good person, but his name is the Darkwing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that he, wasn't foreshadowing at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> but I still was like, yeah, kiss him, girl. Uh, but um, Getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I'm getting ahead a little bit. Um, so. It's a Alina long synopsis. We gotta, we gotta get through that. It's a long we synopsis. <laughs> well, I was not to leave anything out. So she gets snatched up. Just giving you a hard time. The Darkling rushes her to the capital of Ravka so they can protect her in like the castle because... I didn't say this before, but there's like two other countries that they're always fighting with as well. And so someone from one of those other countries would try to kill her? Assass- assassinate her, yeah. I don't know why, though, because I think it would help everybody if the Shadow Fold was not there. Yeah, that's not really explained, but that's their fear. I'm just thinking of that just now. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, Almost she gets- Was that, was oh, that just trilogy. made up? <laughs> yeah, there's no, two more it. books, people. Like, Oh, it could have been made up as well. We can get to that later, but like- yeah. Um, I'm just thinking now. Yeah, I, maybe it was. I like that thought because um, I also thought had that question like, why would they assassinate her? Yeah, because uh. that just hit me just at this literal moment. What? Um. Anyway, Alita gets spirited away to the capital. She's separated from Mal. Wow. Or maybe they just don't like Grisha's. Not to keep jumping back. They might not mm-hmm. like Grisha's though. I think that. I think that was it. actually. I think that. Yeah. Because I think part well, of it is well, because they this. are such an upper class with and powers. And you missed out. You missed a big part, which is that there's the Grishas who are the magical people, but there's also the king and his army. Oh yeah. And so the Grishas sort of serve the king, um, but obviously, being a king with an army, one assumes there's other kings and other armies who don't like him and want to. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. yeah. Assume is what's happening with the other two kingdoms as well. I still feel like a. Lena clearing at the shadow fold would have helped all three of them, but you would think, but yeah. <laughs> in any case, she gets spirited away to safety in the capital. She gets to experience the high life for the first time, and she starts her training um, as a Grisha. She's way too old for it, but of course, this is like a Luke Skywalker moment. Basically, him and Yoda training in the swamp. It's what this is. She's too old for it. She doesn't quite believe she'll get it eventually. Does anyone have anything to throw in there? No. That's... And so there's a lot. I would say a third of this book is that her at school. And uh, I did say earlier that the author kind of describes the magical system. But then when she's at school, we learn really nothing interesting about it. Um, she basically mopes the whole time. She misses Mao. <laughs> She's trying to get in contact with him. She can't produce the light by herself until she realizes that the power was in her all along and that she had suppressed it back in the preface when she was being tested by the um, testers because she knew that if they saw that she could make light, then they'd take her away from Mal and they had to grow up separately. And so she's been like an emo little bitch this whole time because she's been holding this power back and it's just been like draining her and so she has to release the power and embrace the power and then she'll be powerful and then when she learns that she's able to make light 
Uh, She's anyway. the light of Mal's life, literally. <laughs> I don't know. Mal's like grumpy. And then during this little interlude at the school, Thanks, though, <laughs> the dark the dark lane flits in and yeah, out. Smile. They kiss twice. Uh, be- and like he's dark, she's light. It's a whole yin yang thing. It's adorable. I love it. Um, <laughs> I don't. Not sarcasm. Not sarcasm. I was like, I mean, duh, the ending's bad. Um, but so, like, oh my god, wow, she got her group back. She finally knows who she is. She's gonna clear Stella, Stella here is gonna clear the shadow fold. She can produce <laughs> light. She's actually happy eating sugar. It's all good. And then there's like a party or something. I don't know at the castle. And it, what, uh, huh. that's what royals do. Yeah, a ball. Because, like, the, the school was at the castle. Like, Was it a school? Or was it just, like... Well, there was a bunch of where the Grisha Grisha's there. It's like a training ground for the Grishas where they just live and do their training, right? Because they have, like, that yeah. special yeah. room for the bloody people, which I really want to know what's inside of that room. And they're always doing something while they're there. Maybe, yeah, maybe just the Grisha's headquarters. That, that's kind of how I read it. I didn't really think of it as a school, like... She had to do, like, like you, history you went there classes to train. and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. The training was boring. Do you have... The training was no. boring. We're at the ball. The- yeah, I thought you wanted me to speed it along. Okay, yeah, yeah we're at the ball. This is turning into a Marty story. <laughs> well, I don't want to be accused of not doing a good job of the synopsis. <laughs> All right. This, the, this is the, this is the point of a book club, though, to right? give a detailed synopsis. The point of the book club is that people finish the book. <laughs> I don't think Everybody it here is. Finish the book, Marty. Because I yeah. didn't want this Relax. to turn into an overstory situation, <laughs> and I feel the fact that it wasn't that great of a book, and Neil didn't finish it, is fine because it wasn't that great of a book. Anywho, they're at a ball. Her and um. The Darkling do some, like, fancy light. Darkling dark- duck. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's totally the Darkling duck. <laughs> well, that's my new vision for the Darkling. I thought he was dark, smoldering, sexy emo guy. He is. He. I mean, he was, but now he's Darkwing duck. <laughs> <laughs> About as capable. Rolls um, off the tongue better, I, th- I guess I should say. Um, she also runs into Mal at that point because, like, who had never responded to any of her letters or anything. And they have a fight because she literally had just been doing a really steamy kiss in the library. And she stepped out and ran to Mal, basically. And it was this whole thing. Uh, there's a Nobody lot of, makes out in the library. There's a lot of um, love triangle in this book. Which I don't hate, but I wasn't expecting. Um, in any case... She goes to bed. The Darkling may or may not be coming to bone her. We never find out. Because. Shadow and bone. Yeah, I mean. Oh, and the bone scene antler. Never mind. Uh, Another smile from Tom. Yeah. One of the one of her like main trainers basically comes to her in her bedroom and is like, the Darkling is bad. Whoa. It's Bagra. Uh, but and her. Her trainer's name is Bagra, where we learn here that he, she's Bagra's actually the Dark Queen's mother. So she does know the trajectory of his life. He's bad. 
he doesn't want to clear the Shadowfold. He wants more Shadowfold because he wants the Grishas to control everything. Which I kind of understand his impulse, to be honest. What are the humans doing? Sucking up resources. Basically. Fighting Ukraine. (laughs) What is the Ukraine of this story? (laughs) We're fighting for Ukraine, not not the Ukraine. Uh, So, so Bogger reveals that the the, the Darkling has actually been the same Darkling. Right. The Darkling is the name of the leader of the Grisha, but it's also, it's been the same guy that's reinvented himself through various magical ways. Dracula. Him and the mother are like hundreds of years old at this point. Old dust. They are old dust. I do like the idea of the, of like living for so long, you kind of get like stretched out into nothingness. I like that kind of idea in a fan. Of- I like Bagra, to be honest. Maybe she was my favorite character. Um. Anyway, she tells Alina that the Darkling has been trying to seduce her, but it's all a ploy. He wants to basically use her powers so that he could rule the world. So all those kisses probably weren't real, but maybe they were kind of real. Who knows? Anyway, so she escapes during the aftermath of the party, running, running, running away all by herself. Um, and while she's running away, she ends up being found by Mal. Well, I guess I didn't say this. He has uh, the skill of tracking, so he's super good at tracking. Not magical ability. Tracking. He's just a really good tracker. <laughs> he's just like a really she, good tracker, though. He's like the best the tracker. The best the tracker race. you've ever seen. She's been writing him. For like what months, years? I don't know how long it's been. Months, because it honestly, months, and then just never getting responses back. This yeah. Whole time. So she's like trying to keep in touch with them, but he's out in the on the. He's been patrol, tracking. Whatever. He's out on the edges of he's the tracking. left on red. Is this years? This is happening over. No, it's months. She was at the Capitol for like. I thought it'd be like weeks. I was going to say, I'll say like a few seasons. Oh, I was going to say four months max. Sure. Why not? Um, I mean, hunting he, season comes around fairly often, so I mean. Well, he's not just a tracker for hunting; he's a tracker to go see what the other armies are doing Marty, did and you whatnot. Even read this? I know. I, I thought did. Marty did not read the right book. <laughs> I did. Um, uh, hunting season. There's a stag. We're getting to there the stag. There is a stag, but he's not always tracking animal. He's also tracking <laughs> the other armies and all that. Anyway, he obviously doesn't turn her in. They start. Hi- they start running away together. There is a stag, so that is actually Marty did read the book. Um, Thank you very so much. I'll take your apologies now. None to give. There is a stag. Oh, I think has some sort of special power. It's a magical stag, and if you kill the stag and you get the antlers, it's like an amulet that will increase her powers ten hundredfold. It's called the Amplifier, yeah. That's what it's called, thank you. I was like, it's called a a real original name. It amplifies the powers. And like other Grisha, like not all Grisha have them, but she knows a couple. They're they're very rare. And the Darkling is an amplifier himself. Oh, I forgot about that, actually, completely. Yes, that's a very good point. That's basically what he is. Because that's how he was able to see that she had the talent at the beginning, because she could not produce light for a long-ass time. Um, so they're going to go try to find the stag. Um, her and Mal are going to find the stags. Mal's tracking it. He's a great fucking tracker. Of course they fucking find it. Best tracker in the world, man. But reason for finding stag is because she 
she's unable to to um, control or make her power activate. So she decides she can that she she activate wants it. I think, but it's not as it's, strong as it needs to be. She's, she's crap, basically, and she wants to um, be able to, you know. I mean, not she be was crap, crap. Not be crap. <laughs> and I mean, having it. So she's like, yeah, let's do the amplifier thing. And so that's kind of where she goes with that, right? Well, and she, she wants, wants that originally because she did finally learn how to, like, kind of control her power once she stopped being so mopey. But it was, still wasn't enough, you know, to actually right. take out the shadow fold. So that's why the amplifier came up in the first place. And now she needs it so she can be as powerful as the Dark Queen. But also, the Darkling wants the stag because it will amplify as well as part of it. So it's a race because once you get the amplifier, it only responds to one person who kills. Yeah, but the he animal. wants it for her. But but she but she kills it. I... It it responds only to the person who killed it. So Correct. if she and beats him to it, mm-hmm. it then she gets control of the amplifier and not the Darkling. Right. That's the crux of it of why they need that... to find it. So that exactly. the Darkling doesn't that, find it. That's what it becomes. But originally she says the amplifier is introduced to her when um, they talk about the idea that the common folk and are buying um, statues or oh, yeah. she, she's an idol basically because she's the sun summoner. So it's like, oh, everybody sees great hope in her. And yet she feels like she's a useless bag of, you know, bag of potatoes because she can't use her power she is a bag of potatoes she is a fucking bag of potatoes let's be honest but um but she she's like looks like oh. a fucking potato hey, so, hey but when she, a bag when of potatoes she, i like potatoes here I your yeah. potato her. face couldn't even open your computer hey man potatoes have I'm everything sorry, that the I'm human sorry. body needs i will apologize <laughs> for that one i'm sorry marty that was sorry. jeez i'll let stand <laughs> But anyway, she she does feel a certain level of responsibility. I she think she really where, does, where she wants to help the world, and so she's like, "Well, I'm not doing too good with my power thing." So the amplifier sounds like a good idea. So let's let's go and with that. And she was a peasant, like she does. Yeah, like, she has a real empathy and really she, fresh she, she idea. Ident- of she what identifies this would mean. with with it with that. Yeah, yeah. So like, she's not bad. She's not all bad. She's kind of boring. Oh, no, she's not bad at all. She's just extraordinarily lame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, the Darkling's the only smart one in this entire book because he just tracks Mal. Mal finds the stag, and the because tr- uh, he's been around for a hundred of hundreds. Just of let years. Mal do the work; it's fine. Um. But Mal and Alina find the stag first. Alina and the stag have some sort of like mind meld moment for a minute, and she decides that no, actually, she has compassion. She cannot kill this beautiful animal whatever and then immediately the dark thing's like well i fucking can he like drops into the meadow um kills mal was, to, mal was supposed to kill athena right i did forget to say is. while they were while mal and I'm alina were pet. tracking the stag they also what? finally realized that they are in love with each other which Alina has known this whole time. Mal's been a little bit of a fuckboy, but he's figuring it out now. He's got hunting season on his mind. His whole goddamn life? Um, yeah. Yes, but they do you, make a pact. Have you pack. ever, like, talked with hunters? No, I make it a like, point not on their, to. <laughs> on their calendar, they have, like, when the next season starts. Like, 
It's a thing. He doesn't just hunt animals, Marty. He lived for the hunt. He spent most of his you time in enemy territory. Well, looking for the <laughs> animal, actually. But anyway. Um, so anyway, Elena and Mal, they're in love. Mal's on the same page now. It's very... Ugh, it's cute. I don't know. Um... And yes, so they, but while they were figuring out that they are in love with each other, they also made a pact. And Alina says to Mal that Mal, if the Dark Thing catches him, Mal has to kill her because otherwise the Dark Thing will just use her for evil. The Dark Thing catches them. Mal doesn't kill her. The Dark Thing kills the stag. They make this amulet out of the antlers. The Dark Thing places it on Alina. And then, um,. She's basically his slave at this point. And he keeps Mal alive for the stupid... Like, just kill Mal. Obviously. Right then and there. But he keeps Mal alive the whole time, so you know Mal's gonna make it. Um. So, Darkling has his prize. They go back. He gets representatives from the Three Kingdoms. They go out to the Dark... Um, the Shadow Fold... And instead of doing the magic where, like, the light gets rid of the darkness, he shows his dark magic and makes more of the the Shadowfold, like, increases the width. This is the part I, the one thing I did think was really cool is that the Volcra, the winged uh, naked cats, are are actually the human, they're transformations of the humans that were living in that land in at that the time. Space, yeah. I mm-hmm. like that a lot, actually. But it's also pretty obvious, but... I didn't see that coming because I was distracted by Dark Emo Man. I'm useless in this situation. <laughs> um, so he basically like extends the darkness, shows what they can do, basically tells the representatives from the Three Kingdoms, it's his world now. The Grishas are in charge and he's the top Grisha. I don't really know what he wants to do with the world once he gets it either. Does anyone? Rule it. No. Does anyone ever know what they want to do once they have control of the world? I would have in plans. any of these like villain scenarios, I feel like there's always like villains that want to take over the world. Well, not, but what are they going to do? He wouldn't be serving the king anymore. He yeah. he'd be the king. He would lord it, it over them. Like there's that much. It's just a matter of having. He control would be Marty if he won the lottery. <laughs> it would be Marty. He, <laughs> he wants to give his family a, a monthly stipend. <laughs> yeah. That is the one thing that would be I different is that the three kingdoms <laughs> would no longer be at war. <laughs> It would basically be the Grisha versus all the non-Grisha, and the Grishas are on top. I don't know. I would have plans, and the dark the Darkling is anal enough that I feel like he has a list somewhere. But well, he well he was tired of fighting for the king because he was tired of war, and if oh, he and has the, the power, is, he can stop the war. That's true, and the king is presented as being like an inbred king. You might expect, like, just not. Just a royal inbred idiot that's, like, not malicious, but really has... The only reason he's the king is because of his bloodline. There's no reason to follow him. I understand that, because he's pretty much a child in an adult's body, because he's been coddled his whole life as the king. Um, So I guess he wants to stop the war, but he also wants to be the number one guy. Okay, he does want yeah. to stop the war. That's nice. That's nice. Well, well, not, yeah. He wants he wants power and he wants peace, but he wants to go through. Obviously, not the best way to get it is through tyranny. 
Right. I think if you can live for hundreds of years, you have the most, you're the most powerful Grisha or person with magic in the land, and you haven't figured out how to do it by then, like, come on. Maybe, well, maybe you're not we, the one. We discuss this a little bit later. I'm uh, almost done wrapping this continue. up. So, this is literally like, I don't know, two weeks later after they got the stag stuff. So, he made his presentation. Everyone's like, ah, shit, I guess you are the leader. And he brought Mal along so he could execute him on the Shadowfold, just just because, why not? I don't know why he didn't just kill Mal first day. This is well, stupid. He, he was using Mal for Alina to comply. She would have, like, if Mal was dead, though, then she would have no fight. If he killed Mal off screen and Alina wasn't there, Alina would be fucked. Because basically he goes, drops Mal off in the desert, you know, move the ships, move away, leaving Mal in darkness. The Volcros start to scream and come down to tear him up. And um, Alina's like, no, I love him. And like jumps off the ship. They, she uses her light magic to protect her and Mal. They cross to the other side. Basically, so like Alina and Mal pop out on one side of the dark fold and then the... Um, Oh yeah, she basically fucks that shit up actually cuz her power seems more than just light. Well, she light. realizes she's not a servant. Yeah, but she realizes she's not a servant and that that act of mercy of not killing the stag actually makes the stag antlers her power. They're not under the darkling's power. But she also like I thought her power was light, but she also like cracked the mast of the ship. Like she when she went to save Mal, she left everyone else behind in the darkness and, like, fucked up the transportation, which is the implication that they should all die. I don't know where she got that power. Anyway. The- I'm not sure if I remember that part. Yeah, she, like, cracks like, the mask the, the, or something. I, I don't remember the mask cracking, I guess. Maybe I'm making that up. It's been a while. Anyway, the book ends with uh, Alina and Mal. They made it to the the ship. They're crossed. West Ravka. I think they Westeros. <laughs> Westeros. Uh, and so they're on a ship trying to escape. They don't know what's happened, you know, back in Ravka. Obviously, the Darkling survives. He's fine. So it just sets up for the next um, book two, where there'll be another confrontation between Alina and the Darkling, which I assume will also happen in book three. The end? So okay. a quick question. In the book, because I only got two-thirds through the book, but I did watch the show, and everything is almost identical. But in the show, at the end, it becomes basically apparent that the the Darkling was the cause of the Shadowfold. He created the yeah, Shadowfold. Yeah, that's in the book. Oh, that's oh, in, that the book. in the book. That's, um, okay. I might have missed Just, it, but uh, Bagra tells Alina that when she's telling her okay, all the stuff yeah. about, oh, he's bad, he's my bad right. seed, blah, blah, blah. He did the fold. He doesn't want to get rid of it. He made it. Yeah. <laughs> But he didn't necessarily. Did he make it intentionally? Did he make it intentionally, or was it just? I imagine he made it intentionally. He made it because then he made more of it. I think Mm. he made it intentionally. He was not predicting the Volcra. But uh, now that you say, why did he make it in the first place to make the war? I don't know. To cut people off and control things. But he stayed on the side that wasn't even by the ocean. He's like stayed on the poor side. (laughs) <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, uh, mm-hmm. They 
I started watching the show and they do explain it in one of the episodes and I, I'm half on drugs today. So, um, but it is in there in one of the first four episodes. So watch the first four episodes and you'll find the answer to that question. I'm going to go get another drink instead. Someone want to fill in for me? Yeah, that's a good yeah, idea. Well, you already have the synopsis. So Isn't that the that, synopsis? That was the that was synopsis. That was book one. Um, so I haven't watched the show. I'll watch it eventually, I think. I've started reading the second book and I haven't really. Did you like the first book enough? No, not really. Uh, the first book, it's not. It's not terrible. Like you could tell, I'm not the target audience for the book, what? right? And uh, <laughs> I, I, I take it with a grain of salt. But once you read the book, I kind of want to know what happens. So I'll end up yeah. finishing it at some point. The series because it doesn't take long to get through. But um, I, I didn't think it was terrible, but definitely wasn't target audience, and it was a little annoying because because of that. I can't believe I forgot the most important part. What's that? That the antlers were not enough of an amplifier to make her equal to the Darkling. True love was needed. Her love of Mal is what made her so powerful that she was able to like crack the ship in half or something. It's well, all about- she's not holding back. She's not being reserved. She's letting her true she's feelings letting it go. show. Yeah, it was something like that true that ultimately colors. made it. True love saves the day again. I'm on the Darkling side here, I think, actually. But, not surprised. So here's just I guess going back, you're saying why not kill Mal right away? Like I get where you're coming from, but if the Darkling knows God damn it, Marty. This is all episode. I know. <laughs> this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so I think the Darkling knew. That he didn't have control of her. Ooh, Ben Barnes is the Darkling? I'm listening. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I have a no. I have a comeback to you, but well, a comeback. Well, you hadn't finished talking yet, so well, I just, I don't, I think the Darkling knew he didn't have control of Alina at that point. And I don't think he knew so that. he had, I th- I don't think, I, I think he would have been able to have a better connection with that amplifier to be able to control her. And he would sense that being that he's, you know, older than dirt. I feel like so he, he was, bl- he was bluffing this whole time. No, because he was controlling her powers like afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, he was in her head. He was in her head for sure, but like that's good enough. And if she, if he had, he can't. He wanted to kill Mal in front of her, which I do get to like really set the scene. The best idea would be to kill Ma- Mal off screen so she couldn't find her true love power, and then she would probably just be too depressed to ever fight back again. Because she literally loved him, and she's mopey this whole book about Mal. Yeah, but what if she just got so pissed off? She, so pissed she off for like the person, and then she broke free. She does not get pissed off. I, you know, I'm sure at some point she does. Maybe in the like teenager, a, like a woman scorned. She just does not strike me as the kind of person that has any sort of spite in her. She's very bland. Yeah, no, for sure. 
I think she would just probably, if anything, fold back down into herself and her powers collapse back down. Well, so this goes into like how it's written. Um, like I was saying, I wasn't the target audience. It's it's like young adult, but do you think it was written in a way not necessarily to be bland, but to be general enough that anyone reading it could see themselves in the main main character? Right? Can I introduce you like, to? Is this like Harry Potter? Can I introduce you to the concept of a Mary Sue and fanfiction? We've fiction? gone over this. We've gone over this. So what is a Mary Sue? Have we? What is a Mary Sue? What is a Mary we Sue? We went over this. Yeah, come on, Sniffles. We went over this when we were talking about Rey in Star Wars, when we were talking about the sequel trilogy. I wasn't even there for that. I didn't even see that. We we went over this. Yeah. Well, what's what's the answer, Marty? What is a Mary Sue? <coughs> Mary Sue is just a general basic bland character that is there as the protagonist to move along and just progress the story and that eventually becomes the all like kind of hero for lack of a better um, term. All right. And Marty's right. Because uh, this very much like, like when we're talking about like killing, killing Mal and she's going to be dark and repressed. Like you see it in Rise of Skywalker where the Emperor kills Ben Solo and it gives Rey enough fortitude to power on and um, channel all the Jedi and kill the Damn. Emperor. Spoilers. So, like – Never it's seen not. It. Hannah, it's 2023. I know, but I, I literally I, haven't seen it, but sure. I'm just I'm just saying, like, it's... No, so, like, yes, it is basically a bland character that anyone could... This one has to be written for teen girls more than teen boys, because the bland character is Alina. You're in her head the whole time. Bland, you could project yourself into her head. Um... And, like, imagine yourself there. And, like, as a teenager, that's why I wrote fan fiction, is because I wanted to inject myself into a story. And a Mary Sue is usually, in fan fiction, is, like, an original character written by some 13-year-old that's, like, you know, super powerful, no problem. Like, just bland because they have no problems. There's there's No conflict. There's no conflict in the story at all, despite the fact that this happened. There's no conflict in the story when you read it. I'm never worried. Mal is never going to die. I was never worried for a second about that. And so she's like, she's almost to the point where she's too bland because she's doing such stupid things that I would no longer want to identify her as a, with her as like a teen girl. But like, what's the girl from Twilight? The girl from Twilight is like Bella prototypical Mary Sue and like teen girls love that show love that series because they can put themselves in that mindset adult women love that series well adult women love this series too apparently because that's unfortunate not adult women just adults in general again I stand by my statement I think it's unfortunate as well because it's this this is gonna be awful this is fan fiction no this entire (laughs) I I don't think so. It's going to be one of the worst. <laughs> I'm excited. <You> think- <laughs> no, we're finally no, talking about talking something about. I like. She doesn't even no, pick I'm up not, on. I'm not talking about that. Hannah. We're talking about we're talking oh, about Martin blows nose the entire oh, podcast. Oh, I didn't notice that. I thought you could just mute me the whole time. I, okay, that's not how it works. That would be a lot of editing. 
I hit mute. We're giving him a day to do. Or just not put my... <laughs> we should have Marty edit the, <laughs> edit the episode. I'll say this is one of the problems with a first-person narrator. Because that does bring What's you in that? immediately. So you're already kind of in their head. And if they're written so blandly Poorly. and boring, you just don't want to be there. Yeah, that, I had that issue with the uh, the Hunger Games. Same. I think, was that for? I was. I don't remember if it was first person or not. It actually. was. I liked that book. That was the first book I read in like. I couldn't. I, 10, I read 15 the series years at that point. I read the series, but I couldn't stand Katniss as a main character because it's. Uh, I understand. I'd have to. I'd have to go back and reread it to pinpoint, but it's just the movies were fine, but it the movies I enjoyed it wasn't believable. more. So I I will say this: um, I I like the Hunger Games. I enjoyed it. Um, what I got reading this book was kind of this oh swoon teenage girl kind of thing. It wasn't as bad as Divergent. Divergent to me was the worst one. I never read Divergent. I think I watched Where? the first movie, maybe. I never read Divergent. Which I I, I got like two thirds of the way through it, and I was like, "Oh no, we're gonna climb a Ferris wheel and look." And I I was like, "I'm done. I'm out. I can't do it anymore. It's too much of this." Uh, oh my gosh, will he kiss me? Will he not kiss me? And I was just like, "Nope, I'm done. We're not even." This one did a better job, but there Hunger was Games more of that. Was better. I felt. The Hunger Games kept the will they won't they relationships pretty far to the side because I never understood why anyone liked Katniss or vice versa. But this one had a lot more will they or won't they kiss than I was expecting when I started the book. Number one, I did not know it was a young adult book when we started. So I was surprised neither, by that. Neither did I until I opened it up and saw how big the print was. I was a little surprised by that. I was like, oh. But even then, it had a lot of angsty but honestly she is capturing a lot of the angstiness i felt about boys when i was a teenager neil what yeah, about you like, listen were you really angst <laughs> you've been angsty you've been about quiet boys? for a while <laughs> i'm a 44 year old well, tom's man. been quiet and this was his book i told a- you i was gonna be quiet tonight i didn't have much to add Tom, this was your book, and you're the mo- you read this the most recently. Tom, I did. let's like talk about it today. <laughs> let's yeah, talk it doesn't about mean Tom. I have any comprehension on it. What is your feeling about the book? Did you like it? Did you get I thought it was okay. Any in- anything from it while yeah, you were reading just okay. it? I thought it was okay. The problem that I have with any book, you could throw any book at me, and I'm going to struggle to read it. Quick, someone throw a book at him. <laughs> <laughs> Stop throwing books. I gotta struggle to read it because you knock me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I. It's just something with when I try to read a book, I just struggle to comprehend or get into it at all. I and it's it's time and time again. I've tried to read books and you know it just always <laughs> happens. Like, I'm just not interested hilarious. in reading. That's okay. It. I understand you from what the perspective of fiction. Because I don't read very much fiction. Because I, I should have, I should have picked a like a true story, like a documentary about something that I was actually. I read a lot in. of history, like- a lot of true crime, a lot of science. I like mm. that. I have fiction, but it's really hard for me to actually get into a fiction book because I'm. Why do I yeah. care? Right. Well, however, I love watching you know fiction TV shows and 
movies. Yeah, I'm fine with that. that. Kind of stuff, reading though. it, though, I'm fine with is that, just... But, like, reading it, I don't... I don't... I'm not, I, I don't understand. have the visualization in my head, nor do I have the attention span to sit there and read a book and do all of that. Well, and when so I... Maybe there... Like, uh, maybe there is a fiction story out there that does grab your attention, but to kill a sure there is. Is. But, but, I, but I think also part of it is during the day, I don't want to be sitting reading a book. Also, I don't I want to be, I, I'm typically like moving around, I'm doing something, I'm working on my house, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm typically, you know stimulating my mind well, you could have it on the speakers but i would say too like i couldn't listen to this at oh, work i could listen to an audio audiobook sure but Wasn't i also that what you were doing? noticed yeah i can't I, comprehend if i'm doing something <laughs> while listening no. that's that's a thing and that's which yeah. was, which i was listening to it half the book or more than half the book i was listening to while i was working today yeah and at 1.6 speed sight, yeah 1.7 barty jesus <laughs> the asterisks I had I had uh, three hours left, and I was I had another half hour. I was sitting in work, and then I was getting a haircut tonight, and then I was coming home, and I knew I only had about an hour and my driving time to finish it with about three. I think there was about three hours left, so I was like, the only way I'm going to do this is if I multiply the speed for it. See, driving Which I should have time done earlier oh. in the morning, but if, what I what I should have done is just commit it to the audiobook from the start. And then I would have had no problem getting through this and paying attention to it. Because this is a book well, that look. will be like I could listen to it during my driving time. Because I'm just, but I wouldn't want to either. This is not what I'd want to put on in the morning when I'm driving to work. And that's no. predominantly how I listen to the book too. It was through driving time, and yeah, it's like okay, it's it fine. seems like I mean we made it a yeah. chore because it was book club, but it's like right. I mean, I, I like to listen to books when I drive, and I, I, I'm able to digest it and pay attention and actually get a lot out of it. But this book, Tom, never booking books. Wasting again. my time, man. I'm a 44 year old man listening to some fucking angsty teenage girl. Half assed. I mean, it's not even. It's it's it's, it's a half assed fucking. It made me um, super sad because author. No, let him finish. <laughs> Five out of ten. Just no. Um, You're welcome. If, if, you know what it is? It's not that it's bad. It's just that it's bland as bland so can be. Bland. And there's so much more out there that is obviously better. And I have a teenage girl. I mean, I could completely see her reading this book and enjoying it. But You should recommend not, it to her. Not me. I will. But I... I <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's ki it's killing me. It's fucking killing me. <laughs> you know what, Neil? Neil, this is a time for you to bond with your daughter over this book. Maybe you'll both sure. hate it. Because Elsa does sound I, like she has some opinions. So maybe Elsa's very opinionated and actually reads, you know, at a good level. I gave her a book the other day that she was like, oh, no, 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 no don't have a book. So I gave her a book to read, which is much more difficult than this book. Um and she hasn't even opened it. So, you know, we're trying to bond, buddy. <laughs> did you give her the overstory? Oh, God. He's no. like, can you please take no. this? No, <laughs> I did not. I actually gave her Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson because she likes sci-fi and she likes fantasy. Um, but Snow Crash is, I think she can do it, but it's a, it's a dense book. Um, but it's awesome. It's great. Uh, well, now I'm looking at it, Snow Crash. Maybe we can bond. It's not this book. 
It's not this book. <laughs> this book was... The, the, prob- the biggest problem with this book, like you already said, Hannah, is that the, the main protagonist did nothing. She didn't advocate for herself. She was uh, utterly boring. And ultimately, the other thing that really bothered me is nothing really happened. Nothing happened. Like, a lot happened in the first, like, maybe tenth of the book. And that was like, I enjoyed that part. It was like, okay, we've got the setup, we've got the orphans, we've got the shadow fold, that's a cool idea. We've got them going into it. We've got the excitement of the monsters. We've got someone with a power. That was all, like, decent. And as soon as that finished, the whole book just fucking fell flat on his face. It's like, ugh. like nothing happened. There was so much. It took so long to get to anything happening, even remotely interesting. And it just didn't that's, didn't feel exciting well, to me. I was like, ugh. that's that's how I feel with every book I read. <laughs> it's called world building, and it's it. But it didn't build a world, though. It didn't build a world. It didn't build a world. It just built an inner monologue of a very bland person. Yeah. Um, Read the Fellowship of the Ring. That's the whole first. (laughs) Well, Tolkien is, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're taking it to extremes with Tolkien, but there's a lot of books where you could have, a good writer could easily have condensed those middle, that middle third or half of the book into one chapter. Yeah. And got on with shit, you know? That's my do, opinion, do guys, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> do you guys want some discussion questions? Wait, I had one. I had something to say, but I forgot. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, well, okay. What haven't you said about this book already? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the other thing I was going to say, the, no, here. I would say the protagonist is bland, and there isn't an ounce of conflict in this book. Is the other the book itself is bland? You're never worried about anyone. <laughs> Because it's basically a high school, it's like a, it's like a high school, um, observational narrative of people doing stuff. There's no, it, you're right. There's no real conflict. There's no, there's no, ex- like you said, like, are there external things going on? Like, extern, like, it's all so insular and so, like, teenage girly. <laughs> Which, Which again, she does capture if, the teenage girly part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fixated on a dude. And if that, and that's what the book is, and that's why I don't actually give it a bad thing. Like, if that's, like, for that, eight out of ten, nine out of ten. Great. I just don't know why but Tom, adults like we're not it so teenage much. girls. <laughs> you gave us a fucking teen. <laughs> no, because one of Tom. the questions that <laughs> I, I found I are, was basically <laughs> literally saying this book was written for young adults, but adults themselves have really, like, fallen for it and why well, do you think that is so and i cannot as figure Marty it out said, as marty said earlier that is i don't know what the word he was that used but something along the lines of pathetic or not good i just i do not understand <laughs> why you would like what? it that much what did i say you were saying like hannah said that adults like this and you were like oh you said adult women like this and then hannah said adult all adults like this and you were like, I said that's unfortunate. Unfortunate. That's what you said. And there you go. That's what it was. It, that is unfortunate that apparently adults resonated with this book, given how much it is not adult. Did book. adults actually resonate with the book, or did they enjoy the show? That's what I wonder. Because I like the show. I'm like Tom said. I'll sit there and watch a bunch of women wearing 
yellow, green, and blue dresses. Oh, they're color-coded? Doing, oh, yeah, doing they're magic color-coded. And, yeah. Yeah, and Dressed just... like belly dancers. Yeah. I mean, it, and it has a bit special effects, cool fog, things things flying around and shit, and then there's the hot dude for the ladies. I mean, yeah, it's a win-win for everyone. I think it's somebody not a great book. <laughs> I think somebody compared it, or I saw a comparison that it was like, um, like... George R. R. Martin, Game of Thrones. It was like Game of Thrones for for young adults. I'm like, it's like Game no, of Thrones for twelve no, year olds. Not, not at all. <laughs> no, not it is for twelve year olds. No, no, no. You don't think so? <laughs> I do. Game of Thrones had no. like political machinations. Like we don't know for even why they year made olds. the Shadowfall for twelve year olds for people that don't get into all that. Like in like the the sophistication of George Armani's world is completely stripped away and all you're left with is basically, like you said, a love triangle of, with some I mean, magic in the background. There's so much more depth to the characters in Game of Thrones. I Absolutely, because... I know you're right. I'm, I'm not saying it's close to Game I'm saying it's like the 12-year-old version of that or the 8-year-old version of that. Because my, my son's not going to watch Game of Thrones. I mean, he's too young. He wouldn't get it and it's, it's too complicated. He might watch um, it when he's in college. Well, he will, because then he's he'll be, watch like, it in high school. High school, he'll be whatever. I don't know. That, that, that thing's, yeah. the, middle school, they're going to be making the rounds on that stuff. Right. It happens. It all comes back I think, again. I think we're saying the same thing, even though it seems like we're not, but. It does anyway, seem, I know I, what you're saying, but it, after reading this, I don't think we need a Game of Thrones for 12-year-olds. Because <laughs> it doesn't prepare well, anything, you for Game I, I of guess Thrones. I guess I don't see how you can water it down. For 12-year-olds, I just don't – even if you tried to, it wouldn't be this. It'd still be better. This is just like a – this story could be set anywhere, and it could have been, instead of magic, two rival school basketball teams or something and a love triangle. Like, the story doesn't matter that much. I'm just mad because this book is bullshit, boring, and bland, and I know if you want to be a writer, you should just write – I wasted so much of my life. I should have been a young adult writer, I've decided, but a little too late for myself. That's the problem. When you read a book like this that you're, you you get through it, it's not, it's not terrible. It's not great, but you're like, God damn, I could do that. I've written this shit. Not, I haven't, (laughs) I've only ever gone into other people's already established worlds. I never established my own, but she did. So, but, but for next book club, we're going to read one of Hannah's no. books. <laughs> no. She just said it's better. I didn't say it's better. I said I've written this. All right. Discussion questions, Andrew. Let's go. Oh, I closed the page. Look, so <laughs> the uh, the books here, they have discussion questions. That, that's what oh, is, I Like here. Oh, so you guys that. Uh, did the audiobook and the Kindle, like you're saying a third of it wasn't even the actual story. That's what it's like here. Like this ha- this ha- at the end it has like this extra letter from Mal that he wrote to Alina. Oh, like, yeah, like she never received or something? Yeah, so basically. All of them? Yeah, well it's just one and it's you know, it's stupid. And then there's questions for the author. She just talks about herself. But then they have five discussion questions, and you know what? I'm going to use them since I bought the book. Uh, Neil, pick one through five. Uh, Two. Two. How is the fold connected to the Darkling? What? 
And what does this connection say about him and his power? Okay, well, no, I... (laughs) (laughs) Take a drink. There we go. I like it. (laughs) I don't want to take over this, but we are talking... We are shit-talking books. I love talking about books, and I also love complaining about books. So I'm just having a great time, and I'm so sorry. All of our book clubs have been shit-talking books. I can't remember a book we read yet that anyone enjoyed. Why do we still do this? I think you suggested it, Tom. Because we like to complain. I think we were very mild on the one about... Uh, Overstory, we were like, eh, okay. No, Overstory we didn't like. Because you didn't even finish Oscar it. Wallace. I think Oscar Wilde is the highest rated out of all of them. I thought we were okay with the one about like the diseases. Oh, that oh was, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was one, a true yeah. story, though, which it might have helped. Right, that was more of a yeah, non-fiction. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, no discussion on that question. <laughs> well, I do think I think the fact. I mean, I'm going to answer. I think the fact that the Volcra ended up being the inhabitants of the original place as an unintended consequence is a very. I think that's one of the most interesting things that happened to this book, and it does tie back a little bit with the Darkling, maybe not being all bad but it's like you're making these decisions and you're not seeing the side effects that can ripple out from them but we're ignoring them once you see but what, them yes the da- but his problem is he ignored them once he saw them he never the darkling never tried to get past this problem he's like that's the problem with his character is that he stayed stuck in this this is the only way forward to power which it probably is not He's still the most interesting character in the book, but yeah, that was a higher. Uh, my, I'm with Bagra. Listen, Actually, my, Bagra, you're right. Bagra's the best. I love Bagra. My GC, my I say GCSE. You don't. My high school exam answer to that discussion question is: the Shadowfold represents the Darklings' inner turmoil and is a metaphor for. <laughs> For how he operates within his own social and political sphere in that he disconnects people and he is somewhat of an enigma or a darkness that people don't understand. And so they, that's my, like, that's the, it's a, it's a, um, personification of who he is, um, and how he And he behaves. really is ugly inside. And it's tearing right. him apart. Exactly. There you go. His, his love for apart. Alina. Apart. <laughs> Why, Lisa? Why, Why? Alina? <laughs> uh, for all of you room fans out there, that just makes me smile. Um, yes, that was a very good answer, Neil. I would pass you on your exit. Thank exam. you. I got a B. Yeah, I get that's a B. Eighty-eight in my book. <laughs> eighty-eight. <laughs> can I can I interrupt the discussion questions real quick? Yeah. I want to know. How, because if he's hundreds of years old and Bagra's hundreds of years old as well, how, you know, I said, how, how, where does he go to escape to like transition to get like a new life? Because like eventually somebody's going to figure out, hey, you know, this general person has been alive for 50 years, hasn't aged. I where think the, part of it is go? because. They shrouded but that he, position in secrecy so much. I don't know why the Grishas don't notice. 
but if he if and if he goes into the dark fold, he also gets like ambushed or swarmed by the Volcra. So he can't go in there. Where's how does he like hold this ruse? And I feel it's one of the bigger like plot holes. I also don't know why he kept well, his mom alive. <laughs> what yeah, hold on. So he has the power to have an extraordinary long life, <coughs> much more so than other Grisha, right? But there are Grisha with the ability to kind of tailor a person's looks. And who does he have so close to him? One of those Grisha. I forgot her name. I liked her too. But she doesn't want yeah. him to have power. Why would she why would she alter his looks? Maybe he can alter but, his but own. That 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 kind of that kind of whoever the Grisha is with that power, he's probably kept them close to him and used them to his advantage and then probably kills him off. And then you would have to he's back as another darkling. No, I like my answer that it's a plot hole. You and your logic. No, I don't away. like that. I like Andy's answer better. Go away. I feel like the darkling itself to like the non-magical people is just such a shrouded mystery. You won't even notice that it's the same person for hundreds of years, probably. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next dis- discussion question. Fine, Marty. What number? Let me ask a question. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. Oh, okay. Go, Hannah. This book. Three. I just want to know. I'm oh. getting into gossip mode. This book marks the true feelings of the dark. No. This book makes the true. <laughs> <laughs> this book makes the true feelings of the Darkling for Alina somewhat unclear. Do you think the Darkling truly loves Alina? Why or why not? Neil, you're up first because I know you love this part. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Tom needs to answer this one. Yeah, Tom, get involved. Tom! I was very, I was maybe very gullible while listening to this, but the from what I got, I mean, it did seem like he had feelings for her. So, like, that whole thing was kind of thrown off. I don't know. Yeah, as, as predictable as you may say the book was, I didn't really see it as being predictable. Here, here's the deal. He's met someone who could possibly be his equal in power. And so maybe he's attracted to the power more so than the person. Or he could – I kind of go more on Tom's side. I think that maybe he, there is something that he is feeling for Alina after hundreds of years of feeling like – dirt and he doesn't but he doesn't yeah, like no it he doesn't up. want it though because he keeps because mm. it's gonna fuck up his whole thing <laughs> maybe and like that's because you i feel like you can see unless, like he, unless not his, always, unless, he's pulling away a lot uh, sorry <coughs> i was gonna say unless he had an uh an eventual plan to try to get her to rule the world with him with the fold and everything maybe but, yeah but he you know she ended up finding out before he even, if he had that plan, you know, that was never unfolded. Uh, I, I still feel like he coveted her power more so than her. Yeah. 100%. And it was all very I agree with that too, but I think there was more than he well, expected. At, at he no point did he try to, at no point did he try to deny it or anything, right? <laughs> Marty, are you crying? I'm Absolutely. Being very romantic here, and I don't think it was all, I don't think the entire thing was a manipulation. I think there was something on his side that was not purely power motivated. But I think what he imagined in his mind is that he would find this person that would compliment him and he would be able to use them for their power solely. And the fact that Alina, the blandest person in the world, 
is touching his little heart is going to fuck up his plans a little bit. Is that all she touched? She didn't get to talk to his penis because, like, <laughs> he was going to come to her room the night Bogrub dropped in and was like, oh, by the way, he's my son and he's bad. So we never got to that. Is wow. she maternal all that? Talk block. Is she all that in a bag of potato chips? What's what's the 90s saying? I think it's just a bag of chips. A bag of crisp. One more thing. Right, Can next, I say one more thing? <laughs> next next yeah, question. Yeah, say one more thing. The other, like, the I didn't know it was young adult, so I was thrown off a little bit when I started reading this book. And then I did read it on Kindle, where it says the percentage left in the book. And so the fact that it, I wasn't expecting it to end when there was still 33% of the book left. So that was really jarring and sudden for me. And that's not really the book's fault so much, but it did affect my reading of it. Anyway, that's... I think people are tired of my thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Look, let's, let's if get you to want the, to read this. Let's get to our ratings. Feel free. Get to what? I'm going to say, where do you put this? I'm just going to make a prediction. By the end of the third book, the Darkling is dead and Mal and Alina are together. So I'll. Well, oh, by yeah. the end of the series. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's what I yeah. meant. Yeah. I could see that. And that's the truth. Like, I'm not going to well, read the other two. No. Well, the season two comes on Netflix in 10 days from this airing. So, March 16th. Oh, there's a two. Um, season two's out. Yeah, season two's going to be out soon. I bet that the writer took so much criticism over the first book that Mal dies. I doubt it. I doubt it. That yeah. just seems insane. <laughs> I bet that that would be the end of the book. Uh, yeah, I know. There's the nowhere series. to go with that. That that's how the, that's how the trilogy ends, I guess. I bet um, Alina um, sees her sister die. She blames Mal she she, for it. She doesn't have a sister. She has a sister. She's an orphan, and that she she's an orphan um, kills the Darkling <laughs> with. Poisoned berries at a castle. This because was yeah. the Hunger Games for a second. <laughs> Are we doing ratings? Do we need that out of ten? Out of ten. Yep. Out of ten. Do you want me to start? Sure. Sure. All right. I'm gonna give this a six out of ten, which I don't think is terrible. You know, I went through a lot of my schooling career getting D's. <laughs> D's get degrees. Yeah, they D's do. get degrees. So, they sure do. State school. Um, I'm giving this a six out of ten. I'll say my personal experience with it, I'd give it a three. For what it is, six out of ten. Like, this is a book I would read in a day as a teenager and just... Pff, move on to the next one. So it's not like it was it wouldn't it stop terrible. my growth like for or me, anything. Think, it was just kind of boring, but I would read it. It's like a 6 out of 10 young adult. Yeah, exactly. Like, if if, if I was saying, like, for me, like, I would give it a lower, but I'm just saying generally 6. So, I'm gonna give yours a 6 too, Hannah. Let's say 5. Okay, we'll go, go, we'll go with 5. Marty gives it a sneeze. Uh, Tom? <laughs> Uh, Can you? 
uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll, guys. I'll, <laughs> I'm going to give Tom. I'll two, split it. I'll say five and a half. <laughs> yeah, two okay. out of ten. <laughs> for Tom, not for the book. Wait, two know. out of ten or five and a half? <laughs> five and a half. Five and a half. Are we doing halves? Are we doing whole? We're doing them now. That's fine. Uh, Neil, I'm going to give it a five out of ten. It's okay if you are if you are a young adult reader, then uh, there's better out there. There's much better. But if you see your teenage daughter reading this book, don't worry about it. Yeah, fine. Fine book. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, So, would you give it, Neil? Five. Five. I don't know. If, I don't know if Marty can physically rate the book because <laughs> he's just sneezing so much. I do have a sneeze coming. I feel it. Um, <coughs> I would say that this is Oscar Wilde was better. I like the Hot Zone better. I <laughs> can you even compare them. It's 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 better than the Q. Um, damn. What else did we read? No, I wouldn't say it is better than the Q. Was the Q young adult or adult? No, the adult. Q was adult. Okay. It was also um, kind of like this better out there, but it's not. Dune. Oh, no, there was a lot better. Oh, and I like Dune, 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 I would say, is the best. Um, I would say this is a 6 out of 10. I, at no point did I want to like quit the book like I did with Divergent. Like... I was getting to the point this- where I felt like I was wasting my time, but I was on a plane. And so I was like in the right place to read <laughs> the book, funny. you know. I was like, "Well, I might. I'm here. I'm not doing anything else." So reading it, and on you a, read it, and you leave it on the seat. Reading it on a plane <laughs> is the right environment to read this book. I would say this book is like the school lunches of meals, like a bologna sandwich, <laughs> no cheese. You, you you could eat it. You could eat it five days out of the week. Yeah, you'll be fine. But you're not going to crave it. You know, it's good enough to get through, right. but you're not going to come back for it. Which is why I have no interest in reading the other two. I am just dumb. You bought the trilogy. <laughs> I know. It was cheaper than I know, the, I know. It was cheaper than the book by itself. It's not only that, but his girlfriend has already read through it. They're going to watch the TV show. It's already hook, line, and sinker. You'll have to let us know who is okay. correct for the outcome of the trilogy. I'll let you know, or you can watch the show, one of the two, I don't know. I mean, I'm really curious to see if, if she ends up with, with PETA at the end, so like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm right there. All right, snuffle up, I guess. One what time out here for Hunger Games, I read the third <laughs> one when I was... Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. this is a fun story, because I, I drove down to California with my best friend. We stayed in L.A., another friend. <laughs> I was very begrudgingly going to go to Disneyland with him, and instead I got the worst food poisoning of my life and almost broke their shower that uh, that night. And so they went to Disneyland, and I got to stay at the house, which I still think was a better trade than going to Disneyland. And that is where I read the third Hunger Games book. And when I was about three quarters of the way through, one of my friend's cats vomited on it, so I didn't finish it. <laughs> It's okay. That was probably my least the third favorite book, part not, of that whole series. I was series. not feeling it. I wasn't either. But anyway, it was better than going to Disneyland. The librarian and I had very heated, and I think one of our other listeners, Dom, ah. in the library, we had we had a very like heated debate over what should have happened, and I have a very controversial opinion uh, as as to what that is. So that's another time. 
I'm just saying, I'd rather be Guys, vomiting just, and reading a kind of shitty book than go to Disneyland, is my whole takeaway here. You could be doing that at Disneyland. I do not want to be vomiting at and- Disneyland. That's a nightmare. <laughs> All right. Um, I just want to start off and say that I've missed you guys the last few weeks. And I find it funny that you guys, uh, I find it really strange that you guys talk more about me when I'm gone. (laughs) Despite being tubby. (laughs) I didn't say that. At least you're alive. (laughs) To be fair. No, you said tubbier than you imagined. I already imagined you as tubby. (laughs) I imagined you as a skeleton, Matty. <laughs> All I can say is when I was listening to that, I was I was driving the car and it was like, what? <laughs> it was, it was I'm great. Sorry. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed those two, that was episodes while I was gone. I'm glad you're alive, so, Marty. Um, yes, and thank you for going to my funeral. Um, we'll see how that how that goes. Yeah. You know, um, what did we learn tonight? Uh. We learned that Tom can power through a story at 1.7 audible speed. We did not learn that. We got nothing from it. <laughs> but he will not comprehend the section. I skipped all the boring parts at the end. The whole book. That he, that he reads three oh, times. I, it was only about an hour and a half I skipped through at 1.7. The rest of it was normal speed. We learned about Andrew that he's fully committed to finishing the rest of the books and the TV I'm, show. I'm committed. I wouldn't say fully. But though. not based He's on the strength of this book. Like, fully committed makes it sound like I'm enthusiastic about it. You're, you're six out of ten enthusiastic about it. He has a burden. Uh, we learned that Neil, he loves the TV show. He's not so great about the book. He would recommend it to his daughter. and It's a fine book for a, a teenage daughter. That's unfortunate. But it's okay. Bonding moments. And we learn that Hannah, as always, when it comes to these book clubs, she has an immense amount of opinions about it. And I don't think that's new information whatsoever. I'm sorry. But she likes likes the the dark emo sexy man. That's not new either. In the the stories. So, with that, um, yeah. um, You you learned a lot about my sneezing and my illness. And I apologize, Canadian Neil. So hopefully next week I will be better, but I think I have a meeting next week, so I think I'm out again. So Oh fuck. We didn't even get to talk about socks next week. With that, you can find us on your favorite (laughs) uh social media interaction place at Plans Are Optional on Facebook at Optional Plans on Twitter. Our Facebook has a link to our Discord, which we interact with our listeners fairly often in there. Highly recommend it. Uh, one of these days, we're doing a and d campaign, so we need to iron that out. Uh, we need to iron out our Walla Walla trip visit, which I guess will be our first unofficial meetup. And uh, with that, we're talking about socks next week. Bye! Bye!